Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to a spicy workout for you to row along to. Now most of my workouts work quite well as standalones or as part of a plan. Now today's is designed to be part of a taper week where you're preparing yourself to get ready for a race of some sort. Because what it is, is it's one minute at your 1k pace or faster, okay? You want it to try and see if you can go a little bit faster, but with three minutes rest in between six times. Now, because this is a taper week and because it's all about putting the intensity but giving you space to recover so you're not tired before uh, your race or your time trial or whatever, um, that's what it's geared towards. So as a standalone workout, then what you really need to be doing is using this for a purpose rather than just sitting down and going into one minute six times with three minutes rest in between because you might not quite get the point of the workout, if you get what I mean, because there's quite large rests here. You should recover well enough to be able to hit these six well and then at the end of it, not be destroyed. Because the point of this is that you do today's workout, you do uh, a rest day tomorrow, and then the next day after that is when you do like a 1K time trial or something to test your improvement over this plan. So the point is that you work hard, but you recover well and you're not exhausting yourself. So as a standalone workout, it might not quite give you what you want. I know I'm underselling the workout right from the start, <laughs> which is so you're click, click, click. But um, I just want to lay it out here, okay? Because I don't want it to, it'd be awful if you did this and went, ah, ah. But, okay, so the point of it is that it's within this taper week, week to get you ready for a race, okay? I'm stumbling over my words because you know what I'm on about. So because this is a tough row though, because we're putting in that maximum power, we're going to do a 10 minute warm up, right? So we have to get our machine set up first, which means going to Drag Factor and setting that to where you want it to be. If you don't know about Drag Factor, I've got a video here on the channel. If you know about Drag Factor but don't really know where to set it, set it for about 130. If you know absolutely nothing about this, then just set your lever between around about four and four or five. That's absolutely fine, okay? Too low is not a problem, too high is a problem. Uh, if you're on a non-concept too, just set the weight or resistance, whatever you've got, so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it. Next up, if you can set the height of your monitor, please set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, set the foot strap stretch, <laughs> the foot stretcher height or foot strap height. I was kind of conflating both words there. So that you're able to get to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably. Too high, you might not be able to get there. Too low, you might go scooting past, which can cause power leaks if nothing, uh, if nothing else. Can kind of cause hyperextension to your back, but it's more worrying for power leaks. So this 10 minute warm up, we're gonna start at 20 strokes a minute um, for the first couple of minutes. And it's just gonna be a nice low kind of light push from your legs so you can think about timing for when your handle connects to the machine. And then what we're gonna do is increase pace and then decrease, increase, decrease to make sure you're nice and warm for today's main session. Okay, let's get into it. I apologize for the long intro, but here we go. 20 strokes a minute, nice kind of almost like a body weight squat in three, two, one, let's go. So it's like a, it is like a light push. I can't really over, no, under <laughs> uh, state how for this first minute, it's just enough of a push that you can feel the power connecting from your legs to your hands, but it doesn't really feel like you're putting any proper force 
into the machine. It's just about connection so that you can work on that push of your legs at the same time that your hands connect the handle to the machine. If you push your legs too soon, your backside escapes and you'll lose loads of power. If you pull too soon, you can't quite connect that leg drive. But if you push at the same time, that power gets into the machine. So we're a minute in, and you can increase that power a little bit. Don't want you going too fast. If you've got a 2K training pace, then look for around about 2K plus 18 to 20. So around about five out of 10 effort. You should feel your heart rate beginning to rise. Your breathing will start to get a little heavier but it won't feel like hard work. And what we're going to do is at the end of this first two minutes, we're going to increase pace to 22 strokes a minute and two or three seconds faster than you are rowing right now. Just for 30 seconds. Okay, so... Let's take one more stroke and then push a little bit harder with the legs, faster drive speeds, a little bit more pace, not a huge amount of a increase but just enough to go one or two seconds faster and your stroke rate is a little higher. Let's just take two more strokes and then slow down to that 20 strokes a minute pace again. And this is all we're going to do is increase stroke rates and then recover for 30 seconds. And I'll tell you how fast to go and hopefully it'll all work out quite nice. So let's take two more strokes and then go up to 24 strokes a minute and another couple of seconds faster still so just push harder with the legs and hopefully that'll be all it takes for you to increase stroke rate and pace three more here one more. There we go. And so the point is that by getting gradually faster, but with the recovery, your body will warm up, but you won't exhaust yourself just through the warm up. <laughs> okay, going up to 26 next. Two more strokes. One more. So here we go. Push with the legs. Faster drive speed with a bit more of a push. Making sure to keep those arms straight. The forwards tilt to your body as you do so to get that power 
into the machine. One more. And slow down. Now what we're gonna do is we'll do 28 next, but then we're gonna take a full minute and a half slow rowing in between. So I don't want you to get too tired on this warm-up. You ready? So up to 28 strokes a minute. And if you have a 2K training pace, then I want you to aim for around about 2K plus five. Let's get that stroke rate up. It's important for the main session today that you can row at a high rate. That's on here. So we're just gonna do a full minute and a half at this 20 strokes a minute rate. Like I say, I don't want you to get too exhausted from a muscles point of view. And I found a few sessions ago that just actually putting in a bit of a hiccup and not constantly going faster, slower, faster, slower, faster, slower. <laughs> By having this bit of a break that it really helped with the energy system and how my muscles felt for the main row. And the funny thing is, that's already a minute gone. <laughs> so less than 30 seconds to go. And we're going to take the pace up to 30 strokes a minute. And run about 2K plus two. So from an effort point of view, this is starting to get up to around about eight or nine out of 10 for this 30 seconds coming. Okay, so you ready? Let's go. Push with the legs, arms straight. Forwards tilt. And let that power get into the handle as you push with your legs. And you're hanging off. Oh, hang on. I'm a bit slow, stroke rate wise. Stay 30 seconds slow. I think I was closer to 28 again there. Tell you what. Let's try the 30 again, and I'll maybe <laughs> keep my stroke rate up. And what happened there? It's because I'm rowing in a hoodie for the first time in ages. I'm overheating. Okay, last one. Let's try 30 strokes a minute again. Same pace. Run about 2K plus two <clears throat> that feels a bit better get that connection 
between your feet and your hands. Two more. One more. Okay, 30 seconds. Down it, 20 strokes a minute. And then we'll finish with 30 seconds at around 32 strokes a minute and around 2K pace. Okay, three, two, one. Here we go. Get that stroke rate up. Remember, it's just as much about the recovery of the handle forwards as it is about the drive backwards. Get that handle away quickly but smoothly. Right, let's paddle home for 30 seconds. Just let everything calm down a bit, but you're still moving. If you feel you need to carry on rowing to make sure you are fully warmed up for today's session, then please do. I want to make sure you're ready. Last stroke here. Otherwise, have a quick drink. Keep moving up and down the rail. And I'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay, the warm-up work for me. The hoodie's off. I'm ready to go. For today's session is going to be one minute six times at your 1k pace or faster with three minutes rest in between. Now those three minutes rest should allow you to each time you come into the interval to be able to hit that pace that you're looking for, that 1k pace or faster. Fatigue really shouldn't come into a point. It might be that say the last 10-15 seconds of like the intervals maybe five and six, maybe four, five and six, you'll start to feel that fade. But the point here is that I want you to try to push, to hold that pace. This is about experiencing the pace, but also about giving you the confidence that you can get through it. When it comes to doing either a 1K time trial or uh, whatever other test you have that's up at a high speed, then what you need to do is not only have the fitness and the power and the pace when you're rowing, but also the brain power to know that you can hold it, that when you see just 10 seconds to go and things are starting to fade, you know it's only 10 seconds so you can push. And that's the key to this one. It's about pushing your pace, holding. In fact, today's t-shirt's the right one. It says, don't push the slow stuff, push the fast stuff. Because that's the point. That's what I've been saying this whole plan is that the low, slow stuff, you don't push the pace. You make sure and use that to gain fitness and all that kind of stuff to allow you to then come to a session like this and then push this session. This is the one to go fast on. This is the one to go um, all out and to expend your energy. The slow ones are not the one to do that on. And if you have pushed like the previous pace, it'll have robbed your little fuel tank maybe of some of the power that you would need in order to get through today's workout, okay? But again, remember the point of this one is to get through these six intervals, you're like, oh, that's fast, but it shouldn't leave you completely exhausted and drained at the end, um, because what you want to do is feel pretty much, um, yeah, I've had a great workout, but I'm not exhausted. The rest day tomorrow then lets your fuel tank completely top up. Your muscles are all ready to go because of this session. And then the next day is when you then go, right, I'm going to, I'm going to smash a 1k time trial or something. Okay. So that's the point. So 
Hopefully our ATP in our muscles is recharged and we're good to go for the main session. Oh, although I've been sitting in the seat for so long that my sit bones are beginning to hurt my glutes. Ah. So one minute at your 1K stroke rate and hopefully your 1K or faster pace. In fact, week five, session one this week, when it went two minutes, one minute, two minutes, that one minute in the middle, whatever pace you managed on that, assuming it was faster than the two minute ones, that's kind of what I want you to aim for or faster, okay? Right, let's talk in more rowing. You ready? In three, two, one, push. So instantly, I want you to get stroke rate and power up and into the machine. And then if you can focus on that connection at the front as you push the power in. Arms straight, forwards, tilt, and hold them for at least half of your leg drive. Less than 10 seconds. One more stroke. There we go. Ooh. So, quite fast and frantic. My heart rate, according to my watch anyway, ended about 135. So, only a minute of rowing. Didn't really have a chance to shock <laughs> my heart rate into speeding up. I'll try and raise, hang on my strap, chest strap, see if it's a bit more accurate. But definitely at these high rates, I feel my chest strap starts to lose accuracy, whether it's because I'm kind of tapping the handle off it or whether it's got something to do with the movement of my stroke coming forwards maybe releases it off my chest and it misses a beat, but <sighs> right. So that's just over a minute rest already. When we get to a minute and a half, I'm gonna have a quick drink. Make sure if you wanna keep lightly moving up and down, please do, or some very light rowing, please do. But what I don't want you to do is row and exhaust yourself. Everything has to go into these one minute efforts. Drink. Unless, of course, maybe you have picked this as a standalone workout and not part of the plan. In which case, it's always a chance that a minute's worth of rest is enough and then you can do two minutes light rowing down at that kind of the slower pace we're doing the warm-up at just to keep you going until we hit the one-minute effort again. So that's a way to kind of give it a bit more of exertion that maybe us 1K plan people aren't looking for. Oh, so hopefully, I'm just gonna wiggle my backside, take the pressure off. 
So my sit bones are squishing my glutes today. I don't know why I'm quite so tender. <laughs> uh, hopefully you've recovered enough that your breathing might tidy be up, your heart rate might still be a little bit elevated, but you're like, okay, I'm good to go for the next. Same thing for interval two. Just gonna start in 20 seconds time. If you wanna do some light rowing to have the flywheel moving before you start the first stroke, please do. I'd rather you protected your back uh, than do it going from a stop flywheel. 10 seconds to go. However, I'm gonna go for the stop flywheel option. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Get straight up. Power and rate. You'll have noticed that I don't do a short stabbing start. I'm straight up there with full strokes. Let the machine know the pace you're rowing at from the start. 30 seconds. Fifteen. Keep that connection between feet and hands. Three, two, oh, one more. Here, one more. Oh. So there, definitely hard work. These intervals. So. My kind of, what I've been rowing at in this plan so far, or what I've kind of settled on as 1K pace, has been 139 pace. So that's covering 500 meters in one minute 39. Whereas, is that both of them? Yeah. 136.1 for the first, 136.2 for that one. So that's around about three seconds faster than 1K pace that I'm doing these at. And that's because they're short, sharp little intervals. That's what you're supposed to be aiming for, okay? Just holding 1K pace will give you a good workout. But if you can just push it plus, a couple of seconds and then you'll really get that kind of zing that upward pace that's quite handy when it comes to knowing that you can row at this speed and if nothing else when it comes to starting a 1k or whatever after your rest day then backing off by three seconds versus what you're rowing at right now it's going to feel like a walk in the park I mean, if we start the next one, if I start the next one at 139, I'll be like, hey, this is great. Keep the stroke rate down. Oh, this is lovely, walk in the park. Whereas because I'm really trying to keep it up there, I'm still not at max sprint. I'm not uh, what they call fly and die, where you go absolutely full out, put everything into it so you're completely destroyed at the end. That's not where we are in this. We're kind of, we're nine out of 10 rather than 10 out of 10. 
or 11 out of 10. <laughs> Goes all the way to 11. This one's one better. <sighs> I read somewhere they were making a sequel to Spinal Tap. I really hope it's good. It'd be a shame if the sequel kind of took the shine off the original. Kind of like The Matrix. The first one was amazing, but the ones that came after, they were okay, but they just took the magic away from the original. Okay, 15 seconds to go if you want to start some light rowing. That was a quick 2 minutes 45, wasn't it? 10 seconds to go. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Now, if you know how many strokes you've been taking, like I'm at 36 strokes a minute. So I know this will take 36 strokes. Then feel free to just count down the amount of strokes that it takes you to get through each of these intervals. 15. Remember, hang off the handle. Two, one. Oh. That was slightly faster for me. Heart rate, according to the monitor, 86. That's not right. Watch, 140. So, this thing is not right. Still too low. I think, let's see, yeah, still not catching up. I think it possibly is time I retire my power labs heart rate monitor. Oh, it's getting up there now. Yeah, it's caught up now. Oh, right, drink. So, when I was initially, so, when I, well, start again. When I wrote this as a text format plan, but I hadn't recorded the videos, this session was six times one minute with three minutes rest. But then when I was programming it into ErgZone, ready for today's row, I was thinking, am I being a bit generous here? Three minutes rest. So I started off down at two minutes and then hit save. And I thought, no, that's, that's probably not right. You need more rest than that if you want to make sure you're prepared for each interval and you're able to hit the pace. So I backed off to two and a half. And then I went, oh, hang on, actually. This has to be three minutes because the point is that it's meant to leave you absolutely at the end of the interval, but to recover enough for the next one that you're never really kind of absolutely scraping the barrel of your energy system. So I put it back to three minutes again, and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> if this was only two minutes rest, 
and I was having to go again, then I'd be hitting almost like a constant anaerobic point, whereas that recovery means that you recover enough and then you kind of flow into anaerobic through the interval and then back out of it again through the recovery, then into and, and out of it again. Whereas with only two, two minutes rest, would spend longer and longer in that anaerobic state, which you don't want a couple of days before time trial or something. And look at that, we're almost ready to go again. It's coming up for 15 seconds to go for those light rowing people. But the good news is we're halfway there. We're at Bon Jovi point, 10 seconds to go. Three intervals to go. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Now this is where commonly concentration can start to go. So really think about connection points. Feet pushing in power. Hands hanging off the handle and a good posture with your backside. Ten seconds. One more. Oh. Oh. Watch says 144 ppm, chest rat 100. But chest strap has climbed again, so I am sure it's a high rate thing. Oh, don't know about you, but I'm quite pleased that we've only got two more of these to go. It's getting harder work, although that one was 100, sorry, 100, 135.6. So compared to interval one, that was half a second quicker. So that was, what are you saying? 3.4 seconds faster, is that right? Yeah. And before I was just 2.8. Yeah, we did a good mass right, yeah. So I'm allowed to feel a bit more used up after that one because I went faster. Have a drink. Oh. But it is nice. As hard as these one minute intervals are, it's really nice to unleash, give it some welly, put some power into the machine. It's quite easy to fall into the habit of long, slow rows where you just go long, slow, purring along. Like, this is great, but you know what? Well, for me anyway, being able to get that speed up, go fast, 
it's quite nice. And actually, looking at the amount of, of kind of pace increase since week one, session one, that I think I've had, I mean, we'll find out when I, if I repeat week one, session one, because that's what I'm going to do instead of a 1K, just to make it something that we can do a row along together. I'm going to do week one, session one again and see what my numbers are like. But if you want to do that 1K test, please do the 1K test. That's, this plan is about training for a 1K after all. Right, interval five is coming up in 15 seconds. If you want to start with that light rowing. Okay, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, push. So power up. That means pushing from the legs, arms, straight, connect, both. And then only pull at the back of the stroke. Try to keep that forwards tilt and straight arms for most of the leg drive. 10 seconds. Last one. Oh. Ah. Whew. One. 34.7. Whew. is 4.3 faster than 1k pace so this last minute I'm gonna shut my mouth and concentrate on breathing and then for the first 30 seconds, I'll hit a pace that I'm happy with. Then as we get to 30 seconds to go, I'll increase the power per stroke from my legs, but I'll keep the stroke rate the same. And then with 15 seconds to go, I will then also increase stroke rate and then over the course of that 15 seconds, I will try to squeeze as much pace as I can out of the row. Let's see how we get on. Have a drink. As much as I was saying that this might not be a tough enough workout for the standalone people, actually, I think it is. I'd go back and edit that bit out, but I just mentioned it, so I can't now. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. Can maybe thin it down. <laughs> well, maybe it's not there and you're like, what's he on about? Well, if that happened, then I had a part at the front 
where I talked about how this might not be what standalone people are looking for because of the three minute rests. But actually, it's been a solid old workout for anyone. Oh. So last one to come. Try and see what you can get out of it as well. Remember, don't just go fly and die. Have some kind of race structure. So like I'm doing 30 seconds, 15, 15. See what we can manage. I'll just call out the points. Like I said, I just want to focus on breathing on this one. 20 seconds to go. Start that light rowing if you want to protect your back. 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. And the power. Nice stroke rate as well. Certainly not pretty as I came into a close. Ooh. Ooh. But I did see one twenty eight again which I'm kind of struggling to get on a 100 meter row before this plan. So to get down to that at the end of a one minute sprint would be enough. But at the end of the sixth, again, that shows how Going through a plan can really help, whether it's because it has developed speed, stroke rate, confidence that you didn't have before, or whether it's just unlocked that from inside you, kind of brought it to the forefront. Because if you do all those long, slow rows, you'll have the muscle power and the fitness, but you might just not have the practice at rowing fast. Right, three minute cool down, first minute of which will just be some light rowing and then we'll do single leg, arms and body only, legs only. Or you can just do the full three minutes light rowing. But here we go, in three, two, one, go. Oh, said before, it's always a sign of a good workout when 
that first stroke into a cool down you let out some kind of involuntary but no matter how out of breath or tired you may have felt it's still important to go through the cool down but even more so on a session like today's because you want your body to try and return to normal as smoothly as possible okay one more stroke here then take one foot out the straps put it on the ground and continue rowing this will help bring the intensity down but also help to work on the flexibility of the leg that's still strapped in and that kind of forwards and backwards tilt one more swap feet and continue rowing oh. and do try and keep your posture nice you're only tilting forwards to one o'clock back to 11 shins vertical just because you've only got one leg in doesn't mean everything can fall apart okay last stroke here both legs in don't worry about tightening the straps legs straight roll with your back and arms so swing over your back to engage the handle then pull in your arms then out with your arms and swing back over your hips again but it's important that you pick up that you catch the kind of the initial tension with your backswing first and then pull one more side to the front tightening your straps on the way arms straight forwards tilt and press out lightly from the front just enough to get moving but not so much that you can't maintain straight arms and a forwards tilt because I just want you to get used to the feeling of being in this position as you drive out okay so leg drive forwards tilt arms straight which then means that when you're ready you then just swing and pull so when you combine together those last two drills that's the stroke okay legs first then body then arms right let's move into a stretching phase if you don't have time to stretch please take time to stretch your quads and your hamstrings at least but not in the shower because I don't want you to slip and fall over nobody would want that or stretchy John has just appeared on screen he'll take you through some stretches or you can follow me on the machine if you don't have any space so feet back in the straps hopefully they're still loose after you just got out hands in the air like you just don't care and fold forwards like you really do care okay and as you fold forwards you should get a nice stretch into your hamstrings now depending on whether you've got too much of a bend in your knees whether you've folded down properly or maybe you just crumpled from your lower back which isn't good or maybe the angle of your feet or your ankles that can all affect how effective a hamstring stretch that is so make sure to work on it Ugh. Whew. then this way 
one leg up on the rail, other foot comes across into the crook of your knee, pull the other knee across your body, hold it in place with one arm, and then put your uh, outside arm on the back of the machine and rotate down into your glute, and that should give you a nice stretch right down there in your backside, in your glutes. Adjusting how much you rotate into it, how much you pull this knee across, uh, where the foot is across your, the crook of your knee, all that stuff adjusts the angles and makes the stretch different. Okay, you're gonna get more or less of a stretch into that glute, depending on your body angles. Uh, changing legs, comes across, rotate. But you should find it gets in there. And like I say, I was having some kind of tenderness today. Can't think, what did I do exercise? Well, oh, last night I was doing uh, walking lunges. Just holding dumbbells and then doing a whole bunch of walking lunges. So that'll be why my glutes were already a little bit tender before today's row. So they're already suffering a little bit. And then by having that sit bone poking into them, they were like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> right, quads next, off the machine. You can lightly rest a finger on the monitor to just keep yourself steady. Flick up your other foot to hold your heel against your backside. And then try and keep a straight line between your shoulder, your hips and your knee. And then as you pull that foot back, and kind of like up, you should increase the amount of stretch you're getting into that quad and change legs. And remember, like I always say, whoops, if it feels like it's higher up, it's up in your hip flexor, you're not getting it right. There's a good chance you've, either you don't have that straight line down from your shoulders to your hips to your knee, or, uh, well, I don't know what, maybe you're pushing your hips forwards or something, but this is about quads, not about hip flexors, because hip flexors are next. I'm gonna to continue to do the one with a knee on the ground. So one foot forward with your knee above it, other foot backwards, knee on the ground, uh, 90 degree angle, toes up, and then push your hip for the knee on the ground forwards, and that other knee will come across the top of your ankle like this. And as long as you, have, you continue to have a good posture, uh, then you should find right up at the top, right in your hip flexor, now gets a good stretch. Now, I've said before, you can, if you don't want to have a knee on the ground because of the surface that you're doing this on, you can lift that back knee up, which then means you're kind of holding an isometric lunge into this front foot, um, which I feel doesn't stretch quite as well, but if it's the only stretch you can do, then it's the only stretch you can do. I'm just swapping legs. And remember when it comes to hip flexors, Sometimes it's easy to blame hip flexors for tightness, but it could be something like your hamstrings or quads that are the real culprit. So do check out the Athlean X channel on YouTube with Jeff Cavalier, who has a couple of really good videos about do you really need to, ch to stretch your hip flexors? And he's got like a, the test that you can do to see if you have tight hip flexors and things. So it's quite easy to just like, it's like the, the big thing right now is to blame poor flexibility on hip flexors, but it might not be that. So shoulders, hands straight in front of you, bring it across your body, and then pull it back with your other arm, and then just, just rotate things, pull a little bit, and you should feel a good stretch into that shoulder. Oh, definitely. Actually, I think um, today it was kind of my forearms, which I'll do after my shoulders. Let's swap arms. Oh. 
yeah, it was my kind of forearms actually were feeling quite sore today. So there's obviously, whether I was grabbing, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I didn't, I don't think I was grabbing from the front, but I was maybe putting in more of a pull into the finish, like more power. Like I've got basically, I just, when I row, it's like a, almost like a standard amount of power, like leg, leg push plus X equals arm power. So it's always a constant that the leg push, the amount of leg push kind of controls how much of an arm pull I have. Um, but today, because it was all about supreme top power, I think I was pulling more than my legs were pushing, if you get what I mean. So it's like plus X plus X. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Forearms. Okay, so hands together in front of your face, bring them down in front of your, kind of in front of your sternum, pushing your hands still together. You've now got a uh, right angle between your fingers and your forearms. And this should give you a nice stretch through your wrists, the underside of your forearms, and possibly your fingers as well. All of which, in that kind of a row, like for something for me, um, definitely felt it. Just good like hanging off the handle with my fingers, I felt it there. Uh, wrists, possibly not, but certainly, like I just said, the forearms were feeling it a little bit. Biceps next. So hands behind you as so though you're flying. Wee, and then rotate your thumbs outwards. And that stre stretches, that kind of lengthens the long head of your bicep. It makes the long head even longer. Um, but it does also contract your triceps, so just be careful. This is why I used to, when I was starting doing these stretches, I'd do triceps and then biceps, but ever since working out, that I was actually contracting my triceps here and I was undoing the whole stretch. So, so we'll do them next. So hand in the air, down your back so it's on your spine and then use your other hand to push your elbow back to then kind of straighten that up so your elbow now points to the sky. Reach for the sky, okay? And that should just give you a nice little stretch to your triceps. How much you pull back, whether you try and raise your shoulder to lengthen it even more, all that kind of stuff is up to you for how you feel your body responds better to that kind of a stretch. Swapping arms, push it back. Oh. And again, you don't really want to be shrugging your shoulders up here. It's quite easy because of the position you're in to really kind of raise your shoulders up and kind of start crunching your traps, your trapezoids, trapezoids, trapezius, trapeze, whatever, trapping, yeah. <laughs> They're all muscles with funny names. Yeah, so try and keep your shoulders, or try and keep your upper, Kind of cross your shoulders relaxed as you do this. Don't kind of, don't end up with no neck as you're doing that. But there we go. That's the stretching portion for today done. And essentially, apart from one more row, which is the whatever you're going to do is your how did I get on row, that's us done. So like I said, I'm going to do a repeat. So week one, session one, the very first one of, or after the intro row anyway, the very first kind of performance one. If you remember, if you did it, I was really shocked at how slow compared to old John I was going down at that kind of 142 and a half pace. I was like, why can't I hold this anymore? And so I'm really quite eager to go through that exact same session again and see how I manage. Um, I'll still do it as a row along where I'm talking through it because I want to make it as even as possible. Um, so I could do it in silence and probably go a couple of seconds faster as a, as a result of not having to talk through it. But I'll talk my way through it. I'll do it just as like a normal roll along. You can do it with me as well if you want. And that's how I'm going to do my test. But like I say, because this is a 1K plan about trying to teach you to do a 1000 meter time trial faster, if, if you want, the best thing to do is a 1K row, okay? Um, but the reason I'm not doing it is that I can't do a 1K row as a row along with you. I can't, because it's a distance. I'll finish it, if I'm rowing at that pace, I'll finish it round about 3.10 to 3.15. Um, 
and you might be faster than that, you might be done before me, at which point there's no point as I come into my closing stages and I'm like, push, push, push. You're like, I'm done, mate. Or you might be slower than me, at which point I'm like, yay, we're there. And you're like, I'm not, I've still got 50 seconds to go. So that's not very fair. So the best way to do this as a row along is to give the option of that week one session one as a repeat. But if you've gone into this with the intention of doing a 1K uh, test and, and making sure that your 1k time trial is tip top top, then do the 1k, okay? Do your 1k time trial. Don't kind of go, ah, oh, I've got a get out clause here. It's not the point of this. The point of this is that you load up a thousand meters and you go for it, okay? So don't cheap yourself out on it just because I'm cheaping, no, um, just because I'm doing this session, okay? Um, yeah. I, I, I thought long and hard about whether to do it this way, but I think it's better if only to prove to myself, but also to you the effects of the plan and it also means that I can kind of when I record an intro video to this I can say um, it works even for me um, it works even for me talking my whole way through this it works so it should work as long as you put the, the effort into this okay so there we go uh, what should we have um, well let's actually let's have a hashtag that says rest day because I think it's important that people know that you need to take a rest day that we've done this you have to take a rest day and then that's going to be you prepped for the final row, okay? If you don't take that rest day, then you're kind of not going to possibly anyway not have recharged your fuel tank, okay? You're not going to have all that power available for your final row. It might be that you've still got some muscle soreness or whatever going on from what's been happening. So I want you to make sure and take that rest day, please, if you're, go if you're doing this for the performance thing. If you've just been doing it as a way to kind of do a bunch of rows and go, hey, what's going on? Then you possibly don't need to. So just go and do what, you, do what you want. But if this is, if you really are excited about what you can achieve, take that rest day, recover, and then hit it hard on uh, session, well, five, because we're calling session four rest day, okay? So that's what the hashtag for today's video is. Just hashtag rest day, just to remind people that's what they have to do. And also confuse people going, huh, rest day? But I can see he was wrong. So there we go. Thank you so much for doing this one. Uh, I hope it went as well for you as I really do think it did for me. Um, I'm really looking forward to my final row just to see exactly what's happened over the course of the past five weeks. Okay, so until I see you in another video, please look after yourselves. Take care. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.